year is 1980. My name, as always, is Nathan, and with me today, thankfully, is Carl Pierce, who you can find all over Rogue Opinions and on the Twitter sphere, doing the Bantam Munich podcast, as well as some other things, and some lots of lovely written pieces on Medium. So, thank you, Carl, for giving up your time to reminisce. Well, thank you, Nathan, for having me. That's all right. Anytime. So. 1980. You're an 80s child. You got lots yes. of fun childhood memories from the 80s. Oh uh, yeah, I have a few um, vague ones. I mean, I just <laughs> scraped into the 80s by the skin of my teeth as I was born on the 7th of January. So very nearly a 70s child. <laughs> well, it looks quite interesting. As always, get all my notes from thepeoplehistory.com. They've got some great breakdowns of kind of every single. Every single year, uh, they do a good job over there, which makes it very nice and easy to do a podcast on it. Looking at, as I've said before during the last episode, there's this really nice random cost of living breakdown at the top where they just pick some of the most random things and tell you how much they cost in that year. But one thing I did notice that's probably going to upset a lot of drivers is petrol was only 79 pence yeah crazy isn't it crazy cheap think people kill to get that but other random things from the year apparently a men's casual shirt cost 14 dollars don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> like if anything if you go to primark they're cheaper now <laughs> so that's just a nice weird one vhs home movie camera one thousand five hundred and ninety nine pounds or dollars price it's mad isn't it and now we all just have have them on our on our smartphones and another one it would have been probably 78 or 79 but my parents bought their house for seven and a half grand blimey that's crazy but yeah and then when you compare they... it to um House prices nowadays. On the last episode, as we spoke about how they used uh, a random shack in the middle of Pennsylvania to show the price of something. Well, here we're in uh, Syracuse, New York, where you can get a ranch home, three bedroom and one and a half bath, two car garage family room, $40,500. Fucking millions nowadays. If that's how you check your inflation based on random houses in Syracuse, New York, then there you go. But, Carl, I feel like it goes without saying that it just so happens that you were born and then Mount St. Helen erupted. <laughs> yeah. The gods were not pleased, clearly. <laughs> it took them a few months to catch up if you were born in Jan- January, but by May, they were furious. They were, they were trying to hold it back, I think, and then... By May, yeah, it was just like, no, we can't take this anymore. <laughs> uh, so that happened uh, May 18th in Washington. Unfortunately, 57 people were, were killed. So, Carl, this, here's your chance to publicly say sorry. Uh, I apologise. Well, it remained active for most of April as well, but then, then just went all quiet. So that was nice of it. Turned up, did its thing and then left. Uh, something that's very popular these days still in many form is the Rubik's Cube. And the Rubik's Cube debuted internationally during a, during January at a toy fair in London. Uh, can you solve a Rubik's Cube? Can I F? Are we allowed to swear on this? Well, <laughs> but no, uh, I've 
I've had many Rubik cubes in my lifetime, as you might gather, being an 80s child. And no, I've never even got close to solving one. Yeah, I have seen one solved in a minute in, right in front of my eyes. My boss's daughter's friend came into the shop I work and we had a Rubik's Cube for sale. I messed it up as best as I could and she was just like lightning hands there solved and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a great party trick if you can solve them really, mm. really quickly. I think Carl uh, Will Smith solves them in really quick as well. Isn't that one of his talents? Yeah, that's one of his party tricks is he's really mm. good at Rubik's Cubes. Uh, I wish I was any good at them, but I'm not. I'm not in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I thought it was quite interesting to read that it was first patented as the Magic Cube. So it nearly had a terrible name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there we go. And it's still popular to this day. So I'm sure, uh, what's the guy's name? Erno Rubik is living off, living off millions. Yeah, I imagine he's done quite nicely for himself. Uh, one thing I didn't realise is that Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head aren't just made up for Toy Story. Yeah, no, they are actual toys that you could sort of clip various different body parts to, like, you know, different ears and noses and and what have you. And they were very sort of popular back in uh, the early 80s. I just always thought they were just made-up characters for the film, but shows how ignorant I am. <laughs> so we've all, I've learned something doing this, so there, there we go, there we go. Uh, other things that happened that it's quite kind of normal for now, given that we've got social media and everything. But CNN was the first 24-hour news network. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize realize that one either until uh, looking at your your notes. That's uh, yeah, back, all the way back then, 40 years ago. Yeah, and apparently it struggled uh, to begin with to find any sort of success, but. Now, 24 hours news is essential. We've got the BBC News over here in the UK that's on 24 hours a day. America has quite a few of them, probably depending which state you're in. Um, uh, it's become all the rage to just know everything that's happening at every second. Yeah, and I'm not always convinced that's necessarily a good thing sometimes. <laughs> But I thought it was quite interesting that CNN, Ted Turner, did it first. So he obviously had a little premonition of what the world was going to look like a few years. Going over to sport, the Olympics, or the Winter Olympics, I have to check which one it was. But it was the year of the miracle on ice. Uh, for those that don't know what that is, it was basically ice hockey at the Winter Olympics. Uh, the Soviet Union, or Russia, hadn't lost... Uh, our ice hockey game since 1968 and we're heavy favorites but then come the americans to beat them for free for america and yeah. everyone came together well, they've got history with uh, beating solid favorites in sports the americans because remember that were the first world cup uh, england entered we were expected to win and america beat us <laughs> they like being the spoilers don't they <laughs> yeah, they are good at that, just turning up and ruining everything for everyone uh, as, as well. But also, you wanted to talk about the Olympics a little bit as well from your research. Well, yeah, the, I think, I'm sure, pretty sure the Summer Olympics were held in Russia um, in 1980, and America refused to go because of their 
their ongoing feud and the, and the Cold War and, and whatnot. Yeah, and it is quite interesting that we're kind of at a point with the Olympics this year where I think Canada have just said they're not going to go because of what's going on in the world at the minute. Yeah, uh, I think the Olympic Committee are making themselves look quite foolish, uh, trying to plough ahead like there's no problem. Yeah, exactly. But I think the other thing might have been that America had also bid for the Summer Olympics in 1980. Yeah, that would be uh, another out. thing. So maybe they were a bit salty. Yeah, because look what happened when they lost out on the FIFA World Cup. They sent the FBI to investigate FIFA and sort of rip them from the inside out, didn't they? Yeah, they're just so very, very up on themselves, aren't they? And they're like, no, how could you possibly not want to come here? Well, nobody takes sports more seriously in America. I mean, they have scholarships based purely on your uh, sporting prowess, and they throw millions at their uh, sports and sports stars. So, yeah, they they take sport a lot more seriously than many other nations, don't they? They do. They do indeed. One, perhaps, for more kind of the wrestling side of us here at Reg Opinions, but the MGM Grand... Uh, in Las Vegas was destroyed in a fire in 1980. Quite quite a big venue, especially for kind of for WCW. Uh, further down the line, obviously they rebuilt it. Well, but, fire and fury followed my birth, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got Italy and earthquake as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sticking to America, uh, Ronald Reagan was officially. Uh, elected to be president, he obviously wouldn't be inaugurated until '81, but he was elected. Uh, used yeah, to be an actor. Yes, yeah, starred in a, a film with um, what's his name, Humphrey Bogart. No films I've really heard of, but he he, he was a leading man and uh, quite a known actor in his time. Well, there you go, and I guess we could all trust him. Because... And he was the 40th president as well, so. Oh. Nice round number. <laughs> nice. That's, if you're going to be president, that's the sort of number you want. You want a <laughs> yeah. nice solid. You want a nice solid ten on the on the scale. As Empire Strikes Back was released in theaters in 1980, uh, to a lot of people, probably the best Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. maybe one of the best films of all time. Let's not go that far. <laughs> which which brings me which brings me to our next. Revelation. Nathan, I am not your father. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> A much better film came out in 1980 as well, Superman 2. Yeah, that, that's an awesome film. And when you consider all the production troubles and everything they had in um, putting that film together, it's amazing it was as good as it was. You can find Superman 2 on my list of top 20 superhero movies, if you go mm. back into the archives and listen to the latest Naked Men podcast. It'll be... Or not the latest one when this comes out. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. It's titled, you'll find not, it. It's easy to see. Not far to go back in the archives, then, if it's uh, reasonably <laughs> but, um, uh, recent. But, yeah, Rage and Bull, another great movie as well, released in... Um, 1980, yeah. one of Robert De Niro's greatest performances, perhaps. Yeah, it was a good year for movies. Like You caused a lot of issues for people with all the explosions <laughs> yeah. and fires and earthquakes, but we did get three good films. 
uh, coming out. Coming well, out you're forgetting nine to five, Nathan. Oh, how could I've never seen nine to five. Is it good? Uh, not a shite. <laughs> oh, okay. But worries. it did have a great song. Working nine to five. That's good. the only lyrics I can remember. <laughs> but it's catchy. It's one of those that come on the radio. You you sort of can't help singing along to despite yourself. Uh, in other good news, uh, in Mexico, the first ever natural birth in captivity of a giant panda. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. We need more pandas in the world. They're such nice creatures. Uh, I thought it was quite interesting that it was in Mexico and not in China. Yeah, yeah, you, you'd expect China, wouldn't you, to be fair, but there you go. Uh, did you know that China owns all giant pandas? Uh, no, but it doesn't surprise me. Uh, yeah, they, and if they give you one, it's only like a loan or something, and they, they can take it back at any time. Like, like that's weird. It's a it's a panda. <laughs> China's weird. So it sounds a bit like WWE Vince McMahon, isn't it? You, you can go somewhere else, but yeah, you, you can't yeah. be that gimmick. You can have it, but it's not a panda anymore. It's <laughs> black and white bear. Was lucky that they hopefully would have been able to record this miracle because the first available domestic camcorder available in Japan. So that camcorder we were on about earlier that costs like $1,500. Buy it in Japan. Uh, I think it's pretty incredible when you think about that and then you look at where technology is now. I know. We've got cameras are mounted in our phones now, haven't we? It's, it's absolutely crazy how things have changed and downscaled. Yeah, definitely. Like looking at my phone that's my iphone next to a laptop right now and i'm thinking about 40 years ago they the size of the things <laughs> yeah they couldn't make just a phone that wasn't the size of a, a playstation back, back <laughs> in the 80s you're also going back to old technology that we don't necessarily use anymore but the first available fax machine uh, was in japan as well really at the forefront of technology as they still are to this day yeah they're, they're, they're very clever inventive uh, people, the Japanese, there's a lot of cool and useful inventions. I don't really remember fax machines. I don't have any great memory. Did you have a fax machine? Yeah, I mean, still had one at my old job, right, right up until, um, Why? I don't know, the, <laughs> the 2000s, because they were a cheap firm, mate, and they couldn't be asked to upgrade. <laughs> To upgrade from a fax machine. Who was sending faxes still? <laughs> us to head office and head office back to us. <laughs> Fly me. You know, email existed in the mid 2000s, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, ask. Don't ask. Another great technological news from 1980 Voyager 1 probe sends the first high resolution images of Saturn back to scientists to confirm the existence of Janus, a moon of Saturn. So, pretty Yeah, incredible. that's pretty awesome to, you know, be doing that 40-odd years ago. If you like spaceship, then this bit is for you, because we're going right on to possibly the greatest video game of all time, with the release of Pac-Man. Yeah, Pac-Man. I'm, I mean, I've played that on arcades and that when I was younger. Never uh, very good at it. I'm, I'm not going to high score to boast about, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was such an iconic thing back, back in, well, it still is, but back, you know, back in the 80s, it was just massive because video games weren't the 
the sort of accessible thing that they are today. No, we weren't quite on the mm. the last of us of these worlds. We were just onto no. we were just onto a crazed face eating pills and chasing <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> yeah, going down going down to the local arcade and playing Pac Man was the height of video gaming back in my day. What else would you have played? You had like what came out in the eighties, like Mortal Kombat? Was that the eighties? No, that was nineties. Oh, what other games were you playing in arcades? Oh, God, I can't really remember. Cast my mind that far back, in all honesty, uh, uh, Nathan. Frogger? Possibly Snake. Snake? You had that, you had that weird thing, what, what's like tennis, you had like two oh. bars and oh, like a square pole. ball. and Yeah, 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 you had that. Oh, wow. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. And finally, for technology, Digital Equipment Ooh. Corporation, Intel. Donkey Kong. Donkey, Donkey Kong would have been the other uh, big one. Sorry to interject, but it just it just sort of came to me then. Intel and Xerox introduced a DIX standard for Ethernet. So we're on our way to the internet at this point. And as we heard in the edition of the year is on 1981, uh, which you'll see in the archives. That was it. Was only a year later that the in, the word internet was first brought into our lexicon. So, oh wow, we're on our way across these these yeah. years to to where we are today. So you can see the pieces falling into place, which is quite cool uh, to to see. And without without all these advances advances, we wouldn't even be doing this podcast right now. No, that is true. Oh, and everyone, everyone would be happier for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on to some people that were born in 1980. You've got tennis legend Martina Hingis, born in September. Jessica Simpson, who I don't know a lot about, but I know she's pretty famous, was born in July. And perhaps everyone's favourite member of a pizza band, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I never knew he was the same age as me. Well, yeah, a bit younger by six months or so, but yeah. He's just signed up to do is it Ameri- the next American Horror Story. All oh, right, cool. I think he's going to be in that. So he's get, slowly getting back into the acting uh, yeah. acting sphere, obviously known mostly as Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. Yeah. Jessica Simpson, just to go back to her, she, she did a, a few sort of movies and uh, had a bit of a singing career around the same sort of time. Uh, Britney Spears was around. She's sort of similar, sort of similar looking. Uh, well, Britney Spears was born in 1981, so they're quite close together as yeah. well. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure Britney did come first uh, when it came to the, the singing career and being super famous. Oh yeah, just just a, just a touch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Martina Hingis, as you say, I remember her winning uh, Wimbledon. Was it? Would it have been '96? Would it or '97? I know yeah. she was very young, wasn't she, when she won her first one? Yeah, definitely. And then she would retire for a little bit, but then come back and have a great, a great second just, run, just mostly a, playing doubles. Yeah. Just a question to someone I know is a tennis man. Do you think she would have gone on to uh, been a force if the Venus sisters hadn't emerged when they did? I think perhaps she, yeah, she definitely could have done. I think she maybe would have dominated if they didn't come along and kind of change change the game uh, a bit in a way. But yeah, she could have probably won more. But then you can say that about so many players. Yeah, yeah. If so someone this, else didn't come true. along. But yeah, she she had a she had a hell of a career. 
and she definitely like maximised all her talent. But yeah, you, without the Williams sisters, a lot of players would have won a lot more. Well, yeah, that, this is very true. Because Maria Maria Sharapova, who's just retired this year, would have definitely won all mm. sorts without Serena Williams being a thorn in her side. So it just shows you what an awesome force the Williams sisters were and how, how much they changed the sort of game for women's tennis. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, in 1980, one of the well, biggest stories in soap opera uh, came to an end in the soap in the American soap opera Dallas when we learned who shot Jr. Yeah, I didn't realize that was in uh, 1980 either. That was uh, a little fun fact. Yeah, something we you, even us over in the UK I don't even know if we ever got Dallas on TV, but uh, it was something that kind of transcended just the American viewers and came all the way across the world. Like people probably don't know who shot JR. Like I can tell you who it was. No, I, I can't. But I we all know the, we all know the saying and we all know the who shot JR thing. And we all know about Dallas. I think Dallas is mostly known here for the weird way that they wrote off an entire season by just having the guy. <laughs> yeah. it be, Patrick Duffy. Yeah. And then his wife or girlfriend, whoever it is, wife, uh, wakes yeah. up and he's just in the shower, even though he's meant to be dead and gone. <laughs> apparently ratings really suffered that season so they decided to bring him back and that was because they killed him off that was the only <laughs> the only one he could think of oh, well time for a morbid segue because speaking of getting killed off yeah uh, John Lennon <laughs> that was a bit of an unintentional uh, segue <laughs> I created there John Lennon uh, unfortunately was shot outside of his New York apartment uh, kind of sucks for everyone. Yeah, spookily, at uh, the age of 40, the age I am now. Uh, well, bad news, I am going to shoot you outside your apartment. <laughs> no, you should be keeping your social distancing, young man. No, it's fine, it's fine. I've got, got two-mile scope. <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> but are you a big Beatles fan? Um, I'm going to create, be, uh, create controversy now. Not really. I like some of their songs. Um, but I don't know, the music never really resonated with me for for what reason. But, you know, you can't take away that they changed the face of music. Uh, I do like a lot of John Lennon's solo stuff, like Imagine uh, and Woman, etc. So, um, it was, yeah, it's a great, it was a great loss. And another irony, I think they were talking not so long ago about letting his murderer out, weren't they? If, uh, if I've got my facts right, which uh, yeah, let's let's not let's not start think, people out who should no, just uh, just keep him locked yeah, up. To be honest, let's leave it. Yeah, let's let's maybe just leave him somewhere dark. Uh, social distancing, keep him inside. Yeah. Uh, other popular musicians from this year and some of their songs. Queen uh, came came up with another one, "Bites the Dust." Yeah, legendary, absolute legendary. So not not their best song, but uh, it's it is uh, a legendary song used a lot in movies and adverts and and the like. Yeah, uh, you know, really good beat that you can't sort of help tap your feet to. Exactly. Yeah, Olivia Newton John came out with Magic as well that year. You got Diana Ross Upside Down, and then the iconic Call Me from Blondie. Excellent song. I love Blondie. One of my favourite bands ever. Uh, must have been a good year for you, apart from well, always, apart from that too, volcano. Too young to really remember it when it, <laughs> when it was released. But, 
<laughs> so all in all, a pretty pretty fun year. Other than there was some rioting in Miami, probably caused by you. There was a giant thunderstorm in Wisconsin. Hurricane Allen hit Haiti, yeah. Jamaica. Uh, some bombings in Italy. Like what 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 happened, Carl? What were you up to? I don't know. Just because my, my dad's Mr. Belzy Barb. <laughs> that possibly possibly would be it. But that looks like that. That's pretty much it for 1980. Uh, unless you've got anything else you wanted to add? No, I think we pretty much covered the the, the more interesting and fun facts of uh, 1980. Well, yeah, as I say, get all my notes on this from the peoplehistory.com. So if you did want to take a look at any of the other things that we may have missed over, if that interests you, just head over there and there's the 1980 section at the top uh, on the on the bar. And then you can select your year from there. Uh, you can find me at Nathan Greenway. You can find the brand itself at rogue underscore opinion. Check back through the archives for other years is uh, we've. 1998 up there that did with uh, Rahul. Got 1981 will be up there. Uh, this point I did with Michael Truly, who was kind enough to join us for that episode. And now 1980 is complete, Carl. We can move on with our lives. But where can the people find you and what have you got going on? They can find me at uh, Carlos underscore fire 89 at Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, unfortunately, because of the, the lack of sports at the moment, obviously we've had to put Banter Munich on hold, but hopefully me and Reese can figure out a couple of things and bring you a, a few pods here and there. Uh, Reese is in self-isolation, so he won't be going anywhere. So hopefully I can hopefully I can nail him down for something. Co- coax him out of his dark pit. Yeah. I, I imagine he's just sat in. Uh, but also head over to Medium. You'll find the link on the Rogue Opinions Twitter and read some of the nice pieces we've got up there from Anthony Fitzpatrick and Rahal and yourself, Carl, as well. Uh, but otherwise, we'll be back for another year at another time. So thank you very much for listening and bye now. Thank you. Bye. Bye.